Brian Lavoy, Brooks Childress, T.P. Hammock with you here on this Thursday afternoon. And we are now pleased to go to our orthopedic clinic phone line. And we welcome on Brian Matthews of Auburn Rivals joining us today in the 5 o'clock hour. Brian, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. How are things in your world? Oh, they're going great. Appreciate you having me in. Absolutely. So we're through three weeks of the season now before we look at Texas A&M. Brian, obviously the team is 3-0 as expected, but as it's played out, uh, how has the expectations versus reality of this team been in the first three weeks? Well, I would say they got done what they needed to get done. That was start 3-0 before they got to this really tough stretch, you know, with A&M, Georgia at home, back on the road at LSU, home against, you know, a, a top 25 team in Ole Miss. So uh, it gets much, much tougher now. I think we'll learn a lot more about the team over the next month and who exactly they are. I saw a lot of questions about that. But um, I think they got the job done, which is the most important thing. And, Brian, when we looked at the game planning compared from the week against Cal to the week against Sanford, we saw a shift in what Auburn was trying to do in terms of the passing game, throwing around a lot more against Sanford. I know that there was a lot of offensive questions post the Cal game. Do you feel like Auburn, I, I know we can't fully answer those questions until we see them in SEC play, but do you think they had the right mindset against Stanford to try to answer some of those questions and get more comfortable? I think they needed to get better in the passing game. I think that's an area they need to improve, and uh, they'll certainly be tested against a you know a more talented team uh, this week. Um, but I still don't think we know exactly who this offense is. You know, those those really talented running backs really haven't um, cut loose yet. And we have really haven't seen um, Jarquez or Damari or any of those guys really have uh, those big games I think they're capable of having. Uh, so we'll see if that can happen this week. And that would be huge if they could. Uh, but I still don't think we know exactly what this offense is going to be yet. Brian, you kind of answered the question uh, there, but I'll, I'll diagnose the, the run game for this Auburn team as we head into this Texas A&M game. Well, I don't know if this is right, but I think somebody told me Auburn's in the top two or three in the conference in rushing, like overall, which shocked the heck out of me. Uh, I actually should have checked that, to be honest with you. But, uh, and, you know, I guess Peyton Thorne deserves a lot of credit for that, right? Because he's done a, a terrific job uh, running the ball, uh, you know, last weekend. But um, uh, I, I would say, no, they're, yeah, they're first in the SEC, which, which shocks me. I just I can't believe that stat. Because um, I don't really think the running backs have got it going yet, but I guess uh, I need that put put that in context of uh, you know it's not necessarily always about running running backs anymore. It's about those high power passing offenses. But um, I still think there's more that Auburn can do in the running game. I, I still think that um, you know Jarquez and Demari and really all of them are capable of doing big things. You know, uh, I just haven't seen that yet, and I'm, I'm interested to see if that's going to change or. If, um, you know, it's going to be what we've sort of seen with them spreading it out a little bit, nobody getting over 40 or 50 yards, we'll see. So, and um, what does the Auburn defense need to do against Texas A&M to slow down that offense? Because we've seen them be really good this year, and uh, even in their loss, they put up 33 points. So what would you like to see from the Auburn defense to try to slow down that Texas A&M offense? Biggest thing is pressure on that quarterback, right? He's, he's been terrific so far. Um, having Jalen McLeod healthy and ready to go, and I think he will be, will be really important this week. They can get Nehemiah Pritchett back. That would be huge, too. You know, and, and have those guys who can cover one-on-one, uh, -on -one, those really talented receivers they have, and free up a dude to, to rush that passer. Because I, I don't think Auburn can line up with four guys 
And Jalen McLeod can make some plays, but I don't think most of the time they can just line up with four guys and get a good enough pass rush. They're going to have to bring, uh, you know, more people and do different things. Um, and that puts a lot of pressure on your secondary to perform really well. So, um, uh, that's what they got to do. And then uh, on top of that, they just got to try to keep, uh, A&M from getting those big plays and opening up a lead early and get the crowd into it. So I would say don't let a, a 15 or 20 yard reception turn into a, you know, a 50 or 60 yard touchdown. Talking to Brian Matthews of Auburn Rivals today on Sports Call. And Brian, I noticed that for Auburn Rivals earlier today, there was a story up about Keldrick Falk on that defensive line and, and just coming off a good game here and, and really a good start to his season. What's a realistic role and opportunity for him, a part of trying to pressure the quarterback on Saturday? You know, I think he's one guy that has that ability, uh, you know, as a, a big, powerful defensive end to get off the, the ball and make plays. I don't know if he's advanced enough in his, um, you know, time in college to do that against the Texas A&M offensive line. We'll see. But he's a guy that's going to get better as the season goes on and much better as his career goes on. And he will be a really good pass rusher, I think, for Auburn in the future. And a guy who can really disrupt an offense and get in the backfield and make those type of plays. But, you know, I, I just think it's still a learning process. And at some point, we're going to see him start to make more plays, right? We're going to go, oh, there he is, you know. And uh, I don't know if that's coming this week or, or maybe in a couple of weeks we'll see. But um, he certainly has a talent to be a, a really good defensive lineman for Auburn over the next three years. Brian, I want to talk about uh, the, 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 the counterparts of the Auburn defense over on the Texas A&M side of things. What can we expect to see from that Texas A&M defense going up against the Auburn offense on Saturday? Well, they got talent. Um, you know, if you watch that Miami game, their secondary really struggled. Um, you know, but I, I think Miami uh, did some things maybe they weren't expecting. And I'm sure, you know, sometimes when you play games like that, you're a team like Texas A&M or, or a quality, talented team. You have a game like that, then you make the corrections and you shore things up and you become a much better team. So we'll see how much better they've gotten, uh, you know, since that trip, uh, you know, down to South Florida. But, um, uh, certainly very talented across the board. Um, got some good pass rushers up, up front. Uh, a really talented uh, defensive line in a secondary that's a little questionable right now. And we'll see if, if um, they've approved and we'll see if Auburn can take advantage of that. You spoke about that Texas A&M defensive line, and those guys are some of the um, – they were very highly recruited, and they've yep. been well this uh, this season. How do you expect the um, Auburn O-line to hold up against that uh, talented defensive line? Because mm-hmm. Miami, whenever they were able to get um, good protection, they had all day to throw, and that's whenever you saw that uh, offense really start to click. So do you expect Auburn's offensive line to be able to contain that uh, Aggie defensive line? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's going to be a big question mark for Auburn, right? I, I wouldn't expect them to be perfect. Uh, I think uh, Texas A&M can make some plays. You know, they're going to put Auburn in some bad situations. Uh, I don't think this offensive line is, is showing that they're able to line up against a, an SEC caliber, you know, top defensive line and just bull, bully them right now. You know, we couldn't, we haven't seen that against, um, you know, Sanford. I don't think we're going to see it this week, but I do think that Auburn's offensive line can get better, and I think they can do some, some things and. Um, uh, you know, I, I do think Auburn offensively has held back some things. Have been kind of vanilla, so uh, maybe we'll see them, um, you know, break out of a few things uh, this weekend and and show up a little bit more than we, than maybe people are expecting. We know Auburn has already had some injuries in the first three games, and, and they yep. certainly suffered some against Sanford. So I know guys like Xavier Miller and Cam Stutz on the offensive line. You had. 
Uh, Kaufman and Pritchett banged up defensively. Uh, Luke Deal went down the Sanford game. Update us on some of those guys, Brian, ahead of this A&M game and their likelihood of playing. I think there's a good chance that those guys will be back, especially Kaufman, uh, the two offensive linemen, um, Jalen McLeod there uh, as pass rusher. Uh, Jocko's Hunter should be fine. I think Nehemiah is going to be back. We'll see how he, he does in the in the warm-ups. Um, but, you know, th- there's bound to be one or two guys that can't play or, or get banged up again. But I think other than Keontae and um, uh, Austin, the linebacker, I, I think everybody else is either going to be good to go or really, really close. What have you thought about A&M's offense so far this year? I know we already talked a little bit about it and Auburn's role in trying to defend them, but a lot was made in the preseason about the Petrino aspect of it going to A&M. Uh, do you find this to be a harder offense to defend so far this year, or is it just too early to tell yet? Well, they certainly are more balanced and, and certainly capable of throwing the ball a lot better than they were I thought a year ago, right? They don't. Oh, they're really predictable and um, just look um, kind of anemic in, in many ways. But some of that can be the quarterback and the guy they got now is um, putting up some really good numbers. So um, I, I do think they're improved there. And I, I do think it's going to be interesting how they match up against what I think is an improving and pretty good Auburn defense too. So I think that's that's going to be a really good matchup. I think for Auburn to come out of there with a win, you know, that they can't get in the shootout. That defense is going to have to make some plays and keep Auburn in the game and hope the offense can come around. And, Brian, what do you think about this stretch for the Tigers? Because, obviously, this this next four-game stretch, minus the Alabama game at the end, really contains all the most talented and best teams on Auburn's schedule. Uh, when you look at uh, Georgia next week, you got the bye, but then at LSU and host Ole Miss – uh, I mean, kind of grayed out just how di- difficult this stretch is and, and how important this A&M game might be as the only non-ranked opponent that Auburn has in these next four or so weeks. I give it a 10 out of 10. I mean, sure. I, I don't know that many teams have a stretch like this in their entire season. So uh, this is, you know, find out time, right? And um, I think Auburn's going to find out a lot about themselves. And I think the most important thing for them is just to keep their heads up to handle whatever adversity comes along and to hopefully, I know you can't control it, but to stay as healthy as possible because they've got an opportunity, whatever happens over the next five weeks, there's an off week in there in the next four games. The next four and five games after that are all winnable. That includes the Iron Bowl at home. So, um, you know, you just want to get out, get through that with uh, a belief in yourself and, and what you're doing and that you can still have a successful season no matter what happens. And maybe Auburn, you know, gets to this full game stretch with two or three wins. Who knows? Um, but even if they go up for four, there's still an opportunity to have a really good season as long as everybody doesn't get down on them and they don't get down on themselves. We've talked some offense. We've talked some defense, Brian, but we'll close with this. What ultimately is the most important key to the game for the Tigers if they want to get uh, yet another road win in College Station where they've actually had a lot of success since joining the league? I mean, it's the same thing, right? You hear, you've heard from time, you know, when I started, but I think specifically for this game, don't let Texas A&M get the big plays on offense. Don't turn the ball over, right? You know, or, or if you had seven turnovers, something like that in the last two games, you gotta, you gotta stop that right now. You cannot win on the road in the SEC if you turn the ball over. So I think those are the two biggest things for Auburn. 
Um, and, and, you know, if they can do that and stay in the game in the fourth quarter, maybe something good will happen. He's Brian Matthews of Auburn Rivals today on Sports Call. Brian, as always, the time's greatly appreciated. What do you and the crew at Auburn Rivals have in the coming days and, of course, the coverage of the game this weekend? Yeah, we'll just uh, roll out a couple more stories and some recruiting and then uh, be ready to roll on, uh, you know, I guess Saturday morning we'll get started at Texas A&M. So looking forward to covering another big SEC game. Brian Matthews of Auburn Rivals today on Sports Call. Brian, as always, time's greatly appreciated. Uh, wish uh, travel safe going out to, to College Station, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Thank you.